in the same way that you know a strategic minded person really needs to be surrounded by operators uh, operators uh, i think uh, get a lot of benefit out of somebody who's strategic minded as well so being able to not have my head uh, really kind of looking down at my feet uh, and be able to look forward a few years i think that's what allowed me to to look at it from the outside and be pretty clear minded as to what the right thing to do was Welcome to Strategy for Scientists. This is a podcast for scientists interested in learning about business strategy through stories. I am Kevin Hartman with Strategy for Scientists at the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF. We just heard Dr. Kenneth Lin describing how he was able to bring a new perspective to help set strategy. Ken is currently the CEO and president of Ab Initio Biotherapeutics, but much of what Ken shared with us relates to his experience at Ulthera where he helped to find the focus that would lead them to profitability. To get started, Ken tells us about the state of Ulthera when he joined and what needed to happen. When I joined, uh, it was kind of entering a period where you know they were they were still fully trying to fully define themselves. It was a high intensity focused ultrasound. Uh, it was being studied um, uh, for a bunch of different applications. Uh, the first application that was pursued uh, and got you know ended up getting FDA approval was for a cosmetic dermatology indication. You know, it was important uh, at that point to to really focus the strategy on something a little bit narrower as opposed to kind of keep a lot of options open. And that was absolutely what we needed to do uh, in order to be the most effective, uh, both in terms of executing on the business and in terms of uh, positioning the company uh, and, and clarifying, you know, what, what path should be taken and how capital um, and resources should be allocated. Reaching FDA approval is a major accomplishment and an inflection point for a company. One of the first strategic steps that Ulthera took to achieve this was narrowing their focus. Ken shares how Ulthera's leadership had been able to achieve this by running a conservative or lean company. So th- this company, you know, again, great technology, had done, I think, pretty much everything, you know, rationally and right. You know, for any mistakes that were made, uh, the conservative running, the philosophy, of the, the philosophy of the company and the CEO was to run it in a way that you didn't bet the entire farm, uh, hoping that something was going to happen when when it was less than assured. So they ran it extremely lean for a really long time uh, because it gave them flexibility uh, for the you know inevitable delays, regulatory delays. Uh, so ultimately, when they got to their approval, uh, they were in a, a reasonably great place, uh, having not spent you know a huge amount of dilutive capital um, uh, in terms of getting there. So Ulthera had FDA approval for a cosmetic indication. Determining whether to focus resources on this application meant understanding the market. This includes understanding customer trends and how they would compare to others in the same space. I mean, it's a great market, obviously. I mean, if you look at, a, at products like Botox, I mean, these are enormously valuable products, and you know, they've kind of moved from uh, things that are, are not really talked about to things that are talked about a lot. The entire cosmetic market has moved to a point where, you know, and our culture uh, has, has moved to a point where where these procedures are perfectly acceptable and normal, um, and, and there's demand for them. But there really should this great demand only for things that actually work over time. Some of the technologies in cosmetic dermatology have been marketed well despite lacking long-term effectiveness. So these technologies are typically limited to temporary commercial success. However, Ken made the case that Ulthera had a value proposition that set them apart, that they could deliver sustained value to their customer. So there was a lot of, I think, consternation about, you know, not getting valued properly because just being in that sector, um, you know, and, and the argument, I think, from the outside, uh, you know, championed largely by me was that the difference is that we actually have a, a differentiated, valuable technology. 
you know, part of the proof of that uh, is not just the, the clinical data that we've generated. On top of that, the, the value proposition of our technology was one that just came with much better economics. Uh, so it was a better business model also. Um, so we shouldn't be ashamed of being great uh, in this particular market. Ulthera had explored other applications for this technology, such as medical dermatology and neurology. These were important to show that the technology had room for growth and provide some insurance should they fail to gain traction in cosmetic dermatology. But when a new opportunity presented itself with a shared customer base to the cosmetic procedure, Ken advocated the perspective that Ulthera was better off narrowing the focus of their additional investment. Because this potential acquisition shared a customer base, there would be synergies on marketing and distribution. Investing in commercialization of this segment would be the best way to drive revenue growth. Ultimately, the catalyst in this case uh, was that we had the opportunity to actually buy another company. And that company only fit in if Ulthera were to say, we are a cosmetic dermatology company. And the most valuable thing that we can do is focus on uh, the marketing channel, right, the commercial channel, where we're building a really important uh, and sustainable presence. Right, that's a very, very valuable thing with a constant stream of uh, of revenue and you know relationship with the uh, with these customers uh, to be able to go in after them having successfully bought a technology and been running that business successfully to be able to sell them uh, another procedure or another product that fits right in with their existing customers fits in with their workflow uh, and actually you know again has the backing of really solid uh, clinical studies to show that it works. Uh, that that was actually the smartest decision, uh, smartest strategic fit. So so that was a catalyst uh, in terms of moving things forward to make sure that the company actually focused on on this as a strategy instead of saying, oh, we're an ultrasound technology company or we're a women's health company, which really we were not. Ken's awareness and analysis of new circumstances didn't support the company's original hypothesis. With this new data, he was able to build the consensus needed to set Ulthera's new focus. Ken applies these same principles of maintaining agility and setting focus at ab initio biotherapeutics. Given that this company is in a much earlier stage of development, how does strategy differ? In our company right now, uh, we have a really proprietary technology and we can do things that I believe are, you know, if not unique, then very, very close to the unique in the entire world. And I think what was important for us um, is to is to really think about the fact that, okay, we have a platform technology. It can be pointed at a lot of different targets that are provably valuable uh, and to solve a lot of problems that people have been trying to solve for a very long time. The conventional wisdom would be to say, build a big company, pursue products immediately. Uh, you know, I think that's not exactly bad, uh, but given where we are right now, the smart thing to do as a young company uh, is to focus on being a platform company uh, early on, uh, find partners uh, to help fund us and to help validate and help to move forward and build the body of evidence that we can do what we say we can do, uh, and then also create our own programs uh, in parallel with that. Right? And that, that allows us to be spending our, our dollars um, more efficiently and getting more out of it early on. So Ab Initio will focus their strategy on being a platform company that uses their core technology in its niche market. He also defines their organizational context and how they will meet their company objectives. For example, they will work with other enterprises to validate targets and to find funding. The partnerships that they will form will be critical to take forward potential products. With that in mind, what is the best approach for forming these partnerships? You got to think about, I think, what your weaknesses are, where you have the gaps. Uh, and for example, for us, we are excellent uh, at the drug discovery piece, right? At the discovery piece and protein engineering, 
but we do not have expertise in in advancing drugs through development. Uh, And so I think for now, the best thing to do is actually to find great partners who are excellent at at those pieces where we can hand it off, you know, instead of uh, instead of feeling like you've got to run the entire marathon, it's more of a relay race. You do the part that you're the best at, you hand it off to the best partner who's great at that next part. Uh, and then the other things that you care about are are that, that your program uh, is actually important to them, right? That they actually want to succeed, that they want to move it forward, and they're going to do everything that they can uh, in addition to being the best, uh, the most competent. With all these strategic decisions that we've discussed, what is the scope of strategy that can actually be set? You know, while you might have a, a long-term strategy that's 10 years in the future, I, I think it's it's really valuable to have a strategic mindset also for a two-year future or a five-year future as well. Um, uh, and then, you know, one year, it's really hard to say there's, there's strategic uh, decisions made over a, you know, a one-year period. You know, that, that, that I think comes to more down to like kind of the discipline to the strategy uh, and then, you know, being very operationally focused, being, being very, very focused on getting, getting done the things that need to get done in order to stay on that strategy. Success in business or otherwise is a combination of setting the correct longer-term goals and following through on the shorter-term tasks that get you there. These two are intertwined and a dynamic and iterative process. Strategy cannot exist in a vacuum and must be assessed by its ability to be executed. We thank Ken for sharing his experience in the leadership of these two companies. Thank you for listening to Strategy for Scientists. If you're interested in learning more, check out the online lectures co-produced by iBiology and the UCSF Office of Career and Professional Development. We would like to thank the Burroughs Welcome Fund and the NIH Institute of General Medical Sciences for grant funding. Thanks also to the PRX Podcast Garage for the studio space and helping us get started with this production. Tune in here for more stories about scientists using strategy.